This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see just how beautiful life can be when you soften your heart you can finally start to live your truth is life hey everybody lisa here and i wanted to just do a very off the cuff bonus episode sharing what happened when Soli went on boob strike this past weekend. It took me by complete surprise when I went to go nurse her for 24 hours and she pretty much refused it. I am totally shocked at what it brought out in me and I wanted to share with you the full experience, what I went through emotionally and what helped us make it through to the other side. There was so much that I learned through this unexpected change in our relationship. And so many of you offered me support that I wanted to make sure that I kind of gave you the full update that you deserve if you're interested, or maybe you're listening to this episode because your baby went on boob strike and you want to know what to do, what could have caused it and how to possibly find your way out or what your options are. Either way, I recorded this episode very off the cuff. I am going to ask my editor, Houston, not to even edit it, even though I misspoke a bunch of times and went back in sentences to redo them because, um, honestly, I want this episode to come out uh, as soon as it can, and I don't want to give him any extra work. And I just really wanted to share just completely from the heart because there's a lot of emotion in here and a lot of me trying to piece it all together. Because like I'll share in the episode, this just brought up a whole roller coaster of emotions that I was surprised to find myself with and trying to kind of explain the situation. I did misspeak. And so what? I'm going to let that be in the name of 
we're never perfect, not in motherhood, not in being a human being, not at our jobs, not at yoga, whatever it is. We throw up perfection so that we can show up, speak our truth, and really lead with an open heart. So here we go. Thank you so much for supporting me through this difficult couple days that I went through that I shared on Instagram. And thank you for providing solutions as well as space for me. You have no idea how grateful I am. And um, thanks for joining me on this journey of crazy motherhood and all that will happen as you get cracked wide open. All right, let's jump in. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim, hopping on to do a little bonus episode because quite frankly, I think I owe you all a little bit of an explanation and a conclusion-esque, nothing's ever really final, so I say that with a big asterisk, to a situation that I shared very candidly this weekend on Instagram. So I'm all about being real on Instagram and sharing things, but when I'm in the thick of something where I know that there are multiple opinions, tons of advice to be offered, I don't often go to crowdsourcing because it leaves me feeling really overwhelmed, really overwhelmed to go through all the suggestions, really overwhelmed to get back to all the kindness and support and leaves me really disconnected from what I know to be true. Um, it leaves me really disconnected from my own intuition. And I know that I can end up kind of feeling more frazzled than guided. Um, that being said, uh, when I found myself in this situation of what the heck do I do? I came to the place where I've also found the most help over the last few months, I guess, prior to this big life transition, becoming a mom you know, I kind of showed up as the expert in what I do, teaching people to listen, honor, and trust their bodies, mostly when it comes to food, but also when it comes to lots of other life things. And as I enter motherhood, I'm really showing up, not pretending at all to be an expert because I'm so far from that. Please nobody follow me for motherhood um, advice or sleep tips, that's for certain. Uh, But I'm really coming from a place of holy guacamole. I have no idea what I'm doing out here. And I've been met with so much support and I've been given just amazing advice from my community to the point where I'd rather go there than to Google. Um, I'd rather go there than even to some of my health professionals that I lean on for obviously certain things. But I found myself really, really upset Saturday morning when my daughter, Soli, uh, went on what is I now know to be called a boob strike. Um, I didn't have that word for it at the time, but starting around Friday or so, every time I went to nurse her, I'm still breastfeeding. We're about three and a half months in. I'm pretty much exclusively nursing. We do do a little bit of bottles here and there. Uh, She started getting really upset after about five or so minutes and pushing the boob away. Uh, normally we nurse for about 30 minutes. That's been the theme of it. And I certainly know that seven minutes isn't enough. I know that as they get older, they do, I guess, become more efficient and they, maybe they suck harder again. Don't follow me for mom advice, but I've been told that that's what happens, but to go from 30 minutes to seven minutes, I knew something wasn't right. This took me by surprise as it happened repeatedly. And I had never heard of such a thing. 
Keep in mind when I do exclusively nurse, I'm not usually prepared to also have a bottle on hand. At this time, we're not doing a formula. And even if I was doing formula, I don't even know how to prepare that. And when you're in this hectic, hungry baby mode, it's very hard to figure out what to do to, to feed the baby when she's not taking from the source that she's been taking from. I found myself to great surprise feeling rejected, feeling unneeded, feeling like a failure, like I didn't know how to help her, as well as being completely frazzled as to what to do in that moment to make sure that she was fed, as well as frazzled as what to do for a long-term situation. And before I move on to kind of what happened, I just want to really sit with that for a second because um, Saturday was a day where um, I didn't have any help. Evan's mom usually helps me. We just hired a nanny during the week. Um, And of course, the weekend is typically Evan's around, not that he can do very much, but nonetheless, an extra pair of hands is an extra pair of hands. And it was Saturday morning and he, um, nobody was around. Evan had to go to work that day. And I found myself completely frazzled for lack of a better word. She wouldn't take my boob. I had no food prepared. She was screaming. I had to pump while I'm putting her down. I couldn't lift her up to hold her at the same time. Pumping is, is very cumbersome, especially when you're, you're using the more efficient pumps. As I've talked about, I use the LV and the Spectra, but, um, the LV is great, but it, it takes a lot longer. So I needed to go with the Spectra, which just requires so many pieces. I'm attached to a wall and I couldn't actually hold her to my chest. So the day was just really, really hard. And when Evan came home, I said, do you understand why today was so hard for me? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, tell me. He's like, you were all alone. She was cranky. She, you know, wasn't feeling good. Maybe she's teething. We don't know what's going on. And you just felt like you had no help. And I'm like, sort of, but that wasn't why today was the hardest day of my mothering career, if you will. And he's like, what? And I'm like, the hardest part was the fact that I didn't know if my days of breastfeeding or nursing, I should say, were coming to an end. And this is shocking to me. Obviously, I've never been pregnant before and I've never breastfed before, but I did not realize how special it has become for me, how grounding it is for me, how connecting and, and it is to me to solely, how the bond that it creates. And most importantly, that in this moment, at least, I never considered that it could be her choice that I would no longer be breastfeeding slash nursing. And I put that slash there because obviously, or not so obviously, but you know, I could still, she was taking a bottle, so I could continue to pump seven times a day in order to provide the bottles and still be breastfeeding. But I didn't realize that my nursing career, I'll use that word again, would be coming to an end possibly because of her decision. And I always have said from the beginning here, I don't know where my breastfeeding slash nursing journey is going to take me. I don't know when it will end. I believe that fed is best. I believe that everybody's situation is really unique. I hate pumping. I find it really, it's not that it's painful in the beginning. It certainly felt a lot more uncomfortable. It's just, like I said, so cumbersome, all these parts. Um, you have to do it at inopportune times. It's, I have to be charged to the wall. I have to clean the parts, put the milk in the bottle. It's just like so many steps when nursing is just her straight to me. So I've always kind of said that 
I could never do exclusively pumping. So much credit to moms that do, especially those that go to work and are so committed to providing breast milk for their baby that they do that. But I always said for me, I would never want to do that. I prefer to just nurse, thinking that that was my option given that I work from home and I could be available for her and kind of work my schedule around that for the most part with occasional bottles here and there. And all of a sudden I was faced with not only the surprise of, oh, wow, this could change in this moment that I'm no longer nursing slash breastfeeding, but that it's her choice. (laughs) And that stung. And shout out to my mom who may or may not be listening for, you know, Evan always says, how would you feel if Soli did this to you? It gives me an example of how I might not be so patient with my mom. And I'm always like, it's different, it's different. But this was really my first experience of personalizing something with my daughter onto me, which probably was not personal, maybe it was. I'll talk a little bit about that. But it hurt, like the rejection of not being able to take care of your daughter, of feeling unwanted, of having her, I guess, make her first autonomous choice was like a dagger to the heart. And I didn't realize how emotional breastfeeding nursing has been for me until that moment. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. A bunch of you referred me to the page of Carrie Locker. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, who I'm not sure what her professional titles are, and I don't want to mess that up, but she definitely knows what she's doing when it comes to being a new mom, breastfeeding, nursing, all of that stuff. For a long time, people have been sending me her page because I think we had a baby around the same time. So we were like on a very parallel journeys. But um, for me, I didn't follow her in the beginning simply because I really like to trust myself and I felt like she gave amazing advice, but I didn't want to be too stuck to listening 
to exactly how she does things. And again, that she's an amazing resource for everybody. But when I went to her page for this, um, I scrolled back to her highlights where she had something called a nursing strike and what to do. And I found it incredibly helpful given the situation where I was in, where I was lost, where I don't have any intuitive pulls as to what I should be doing. And I really needed to know what's my move here? Like, does this mean our days are over? Is there something I can do? Is there a reason that she's rejecting me that I can fix? And I told for anybody who's ever been going through this, or for anybody that is a new mom in general, I do want to refer you to Carrie's page, who definitely is a wonderful resource in general. Um, so I went to her page and I found it to be really concise. I got a lot of the same messages from my Instagram audience, same type of tips, but she very much consolidated a bunch of things. And, um, there are certain things that I'm just not comfortable doing. Like people suggested using a nipple guard in order to get her to nurse. Um, to me, that is the same thing as like pumping, like that is creating something unnatural. It's an extra thing. I just knew that that wasn't right for me personally. Um, I've also heard that that is more of a solution for like when they're right out of the hospital and learning how to latch, which is not the stage that we're at three months in. Um, and I also heard from a lot of people that this just kind of passes, but the advice that I did take from Carrie, just so I can kind of sum this up, explain to you what I did and then what ended up happening for the time being is, um, we spent a lot of time bonding this weekend. A lot of people told me to check my energy and my stress. And I certainly am, you know, dealing with my own stuff as we all are. But I really tried to be extra present with her this weekend. I nursed in the dark. Soli is of an age where she's really easily stimulated by lights, by conversations around me. I used to be able to talk to my mother-in-law while I nursed across the room. Now, if I talk to my mother-in-law across the room, she's turning her head away from my boob. So we sat in the dark and we nursed. Um, we tried different positions. Honestly, I've pretty much only done, I believe it's called cradle position. I tested out a cute one called koala. Um, I think babies need to be like a little bit older to properly do that because you need some neck control. And I, I, did a lot of skin to skin. So I do have her on my chest a lot, but I am wearing clothes and she's wearing clothes. And I really made an effort to be a lot more um, touching of the skin together. I also took a bath with her. Um, people have suggested taking baths with their babies for a long time, and it's not something I was opposed to, but it scared me a little bit just because of obviously water, baby, blah, blah, blah. But it worked out very well. I put the water at a very lukewarm temperature, the temperature I normally bathe her at, and I didn't put it up too high. Um, and Evan kind of helped me during the bath to, you know, help pull her out. So everything was very safe, which was my main concern. And it was actually lovely. Soli loves the bath and she loved family bath time just as much. And I really let her lead versus be on a strict schedule. So I do have her on a schedule now where I try to start the day at seven, feed every three hours, get a nap in between all of those, um, and then eventually start sleep at around seven o'clock. But uh, given that her feeds were kind of messed up, I was doing bottles, all this kind of strange stuff. I really just let her lead and let go of the schedule, which was a little bit easier on a Saturday where I am usually a little bit more loosey-goosey on the weekends than I am on the weekdays. And it, I'm scared to say it, but for the time being, it worked. She got back on my boob and I don't have really any explanation. Oh, one more thing that I did is when she wouldn't take 
um, the boober, when she'd continue to stop at around 10 minutes or so, I would supplement with the bottle. Now, a lot of people are going to say, don't do the bottle at all if she's rejecting it. But for me, I, I wanted to make sure that she was getting enough and that seemed to work. And then she has now gravitated back towards my boob. Again, this is for the time being. I don't know what's going to come of this, but I'm really glad, thanks to all of your encouragement, that I didn't give up straight away because I think it will be a good reminder in the future if and when it happens again that I keep saying like babies grow through what they go through. You kind of got to ride the waves. And I feel like in breastfeeding and parenthood in general, there's just waves and phases and you get really worked up and then they pass and everything's kind of okay. So maybe if I didn't do any of that stuff, she still would have returned to the breast and there would be no known explanation. But I did do that stuff and it really helped me. So I, or it possibly helped me. So I did want to share that. And then the craziest thing happened. So you have to keep in mind, this was what I'm calling the hardest day of my motherhood career. I just felt like a failure, a failure, a failure. She was crying all day. She's been drooling a lot. She's been spitting up a lot. And I just felt like I didn't know how to console her. She's not a big no reason crier. She's either tired or hungry. Those are the only two reasons that she ever cries or she has like um, gas pains, but those haven't happened in a while. And there were just moments of that day where she was so inconsolable. I didn't have an extra pair of hands. Like I said, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. I hadn't even brushed my own teeth yet. Um, it was just a real exhausting day where I just said to myself, am I, <laughs> you know what I said to myself, there are so many women that have it so much harder than me from resources to finances, to having help, to uh, being single parents, you know, everything. I'm privileged in every which way. And yet this is so freaking hard for me. Is there something wrong with me? Am I just not cut out for this? And I also played around with the idea of maybe she's just an extra difficult baby, or maybe it's a combination of us both. Her, me being maybe not the most able to do this, getting overwhelmed very easily, and her being maybe extra difficult. I don't know. But it was really one of the, the most difficult days where I just felt completely defeated. I remember sitting in bed with Evan before we went to sleep and having tears in my eyes because, like I said, we hired a help with Nanny. I have so much support. Evan's mom comes every single day. Like I couldn't have more hands on deck most of the time. And yet I am drowning and I know that I'm a good mom. It's not that, but it was just like, why can't I do this when so many who have a quarter of what I have or less can do it? What, what is it about me? And I remember my having tears in my eyes on Saturday night as I said this to Evan and him not just saying it, but reassuring me, you're a great mom. This is really hard stuff. You know, I'm not around a lot, blah, 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 blah. And it all rang true, but I still very deeply felt like, am I not as equipped to do this job as so many are? And we went to sleep that night got her to sleep and to my great surprise, she's about three and a half months now. Many of you know the sleep has been an ongoing issue and the doctor has actually recently told us during our checkup that she should be getting longer stretches than she is getting. We were about to start adding cereal to a nighttime bottle to see if that would help. I was kind of at this stage of like, okay, maybe she's not progressing the way other kids are. Maybe I should try and help her out. And to my complete surprise, for the first time in three and a half months, she slept from 10 o'clock to 7 a.m.
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. If anyone here is listening who's not a mom, that is to have that stretch of quote unquote my sleep uh, and her sleep is just a huge relief after three and a half months of being up multiple times a night. Um, and I've had night help there as well, but I, I don't want to take away from that or, or tell any lies there. I've had a night nurse and they've been incredible in helping me get some of my sleep deprivation back. But I also am up multiple times a night, you know, nursing her, whatever it is. So the fact that she went through that huge, incredible stretch after the hardest day of my life is just the craziest juxtaposition of huge milestone for her huge quote-unquote accomplishment for me, feeling like we just got over a huge hill. And it just goes to show you that as a, a mom, those hardest days can literally live right next to the biggest sigh of relief. Now, that doesn't mean that she's sleep trained. It doesn't mean that she's going to do that again. She did do it again last night. We have two nights in a row at the time of this recording. But it was just like, okay, I can do this. We can do this. Things are moving in a great direction. She's perfectly okay, even though we're going through a hiccup. And I'm perfectly okay. And it was just so reassuring and a huge celebration in our house because I didn't think we were going to get a stretch like that until, I don't know, I've heard stories of babies being three years old and not even getting a stretch like that. And it, it really just assured me of so many things, knowing that her body can go that long stretch so that I'm not as afraid, knowing that I don't need to check the monitor every three seconds like I did that night because I kept setting my alarm to just check. I'm always afraid that the monitor won't go off if she's crying. So I'm always just double checking, even though it's supposed to sound an alert if she's crying. I'm always just double checking with my eyes to make sure that uh, I don't miss her crying or, or being uncomfortable for too long. But it was just like a complete 
oh my gosh, my little girl is growing up. We're doing this. We're going to be okay. So who knows what was going on? I still don't know. Um, we think that she might be an early teether. She, she showed some signs of that this week. Uh, lots of drool. Um, I don't know, but I, I, I know that her sleeping through the night next to the hardest day of my life was something really meaningful in my motherhood career and hopefully will serve as a lesson for me on those really hard days to trust her, to ride the wave, and to know that everything changes like that. Like you you just snap your fingers and things are different the next day. So just hang on a little bit tighter. So again, why did this happen? I don't really know. She did get her shots, uh, her three-month shots this week. I don't know if that caused anything. She certainly um, was spitting up more, but it could be completely unrelated. It's so hard to really pinpoint these things. Um, one of the reasons I felt so bad about it too is because, like I said, we had a nanny that started last week as I try to get more into a routine of working again. And last week was the first full five days that I had help from eight to four. And although I was still nursing during those hours, even though I have the nanny, she's in my house with me, I went in for every single feeding, it was still a significant change in the amount of time that we had spent together compared to the last three months of pretty close to 24 seven. So I also, I do deep down believe actually that there was not her being mad at me, but maybe something when there's been another caretaker added to the mix. Like, I don't, I don't think it was like, I want my mommy back or anything like that. Maybe it was, I don't know, but I just kept having this overwhelming sense of guilt that Maybe she's mad at me because I haven't, I wasn't around so much. I'm not really sure what to do with that, but I did just want to kind of throw it out because a few women did tell me that their baby's nursing strike or boob strikes happened when they went back to work. And so maybe there is something kind of to that. And maybe it is the baby's way of communicating in some way that they do need more. And like I said, I did a lot of bonding things. I did the skin to skin. We took baths together. I tried really hard to just be present with her, all those things. And it did seem to help her again for the time being. I don't know if, how long this will last, but I did want to give an update because if anyone else is going through it, I wanted to share my story and also give an update for all of you who held space for me when I really freaking needed it. Like I said, I don't crowdsource things. I don't like to come to you guys for needing support, but when I needed it, you were there for me. And that's really huge. I, of course, know a lot of moms who are my age and in the neighborhood, but I don't know a ton of people that are nursing. Um, I don't know a lot of people that nurse for a really long time. And having you share your stories with me, what worked, or just sending your support was just incredibly, incredibly helpful for me. Sorry, I misspoke a lot during this, and I don't want to do any edits to this episode because I just want to share it with you all as an update. But I, I, I'm just incredibly wowed by her and by the process of becoming a motherhood and all that it teaches you and breaks you down and then builds you up. And then the funny things that you end up getting your self-confidence or mama self-worth from are these, these tiny wins, getting my baby to sleep through the night, having her sleep for the night and all these mixed emotions that come up. Like I was so waiting for the night where she could sleep through the night. And then all of a sudden I found myself in like puddles of tears when she did because 
she is growing up. Like these are signs that she is reaching milestones where she needs me less, where things are changing. She's no longer just a newborn. She can get up and move her, she can't get up. She can, you know, raise her neck and look left to right. She is no longer a newborn baby. She's a baby, of course, but we are shifting out of a new stage and saying goodbye to that other stage, I guess, comes with a little bit of grieving too. As much as I wanted to be out of the thick of it, I also have to say goodbye to that because I'll never have that with her again. Will I have it with another baby? You all know that as of right now, I feel pretty overwhelmed with one and also blessed by one and full of love. And I'm not thinking about that just yet. Um, I, I just can't. I just, you know, one just feels like enough right now, but never say never. And that certainly wasn't the plan. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but I, I just, that newborn stage is just so, so, so delicious. So for anybody that I can just encourage to eat that up as much as you possibly can, which was advice that I got that I think I utilized, I'm just going to offer it to the next person. So, yep. So far, she has slept through the night two nights in a row. I don't know what the future brings. I don't know what the future brings for my nursing breastfeeding career. Like I said, you know, now that I found that she could be the one to kind of dictate what happens, that leaves me in a situation of a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of this could happen again. It really, the next time may mean the end of my nursing. That might mean that I'm pumping. That might mean that I move to formula. That might mean that I do a mix of both. I don't really know because I've never been here before. And as always, I will continue to honor what I need given my physical um, abilities and my mental abilities as well. And I'm going to visit where I'm at every step of the way. I also do want to mention that earlier this week, I thought I was having a supply issue. So I was, again, thinking like, okay, maybe I'm going to have to stop nursing or what can I do to improve supply? But the thoughts in my mind of that my nursing, again, could come to an end because of something I did was always on the table. But the fact that it could have been her decision really flipped the switch on me and also gave me huge perspective and understanding of how much I love breastfeeding. Is it defeating and hard and demanding? Not defeating. Is it demanding and hard and requires so much of you? Yes. It requires 110 million percent of you. It's a number that my uh, niece Ryan would say. She always says like the most random numbers that don't even make sense. But it is really a part of being a mother that I did not expect to love, especially because it is so hard. Again, if you don't love it, not for you. But for me, this took me by huge surprise. And I'm also really grateful that I made it over that two-week hump of breastfeeding where I absolutely hated it because it does get easier as you learn the language and it does get more enjoyable after the darkness of the initial postpartum lifts and as you get to get a little bit more sleep in your life. So that is the story as of now. I just wanted to share that update with you and thank you all for your support as my baby went on her boob strike. Um, and we will see what happens next. Thank you all for listening and we'll resume normal truthiest life content on Friday. See you then. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.